Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. In our study in Second Peter, we have been looking at this passage. And he gave us a list of things. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. And then in verse 8, Peter said, For if these things are yours and abound... You will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter had a great concern. He did not want the believers to be unfruitful in their life. You know, who is there that does not love springtime? Amen? What a great time of the year it is. And... You know, there, there's so many great things about it, but one of the things about springtime is there's the promise of, of life and, and it producing fruit. I mean, uh, many of you have planted your gardens, and many of you farmers already have your crops put in the ground, and, and you do all that with the anticipation there's going to come a day when, when we're going to be able to have some harvest here. That we're going to be able to enjoy um, what this seed will produce. The other morning, Marilyn said, you know, our two peach trees, there is not a single blossom on either one of them. The last couple of years, they've just been loaded, and man, we've just enjoyed the peaches. But for some reason, this year, and so already, it's like it's a bummer already, you know. It's like, man, no peaches. I mean, when you, when you plant a tree, unless it's an ornamental tree, when you plant an apple tree or a peach tree, um, you want there to be fruit. Now, our pear trees, you know, there's pears that are good and there's pears that are grainy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Grainy pear trees are loaded with blossoms every single year. That's just the way it is. Good things are difficult to grow. But we all love fruit. We all love to see the blossoms on the strawberries. We love to see things sticking up through the ground, the peas growing or the beans and the corn and, and saying, oh man, you know, you see the corn growing and you, you envision what that's going to produce. And do you understand God is the same way? He expects to see fruit in our life. We don't have the time, but read John 15. He says, I want you to bear fruit and not just bear some fruit. I want you to bear much fruit. And he said, and so much so that I am going to come into your life and I am going to prune you, snip off the limbs that will hinder your growth, hinder fruit, because I am committed to you producing much fruit, he says. In Luke chapter 13. 
there was the account of the tree that didn't produce fruit, and they said, cut it down. And and the the husbandman, the one that took care of it, said, will you will you give it one more year, and I'll I'll dig about it, I'll put some miracle grow on it, or we used to call that manure, okay? But uh, I'll put stuff, and I'll work with it, and give it one more year, and and let's see if we can get some fruit out of it. I think many times God says, Let, let's give it one more year and I'm, I'm going to bring some things into their life. And honestly, God brings things into our life to stir us up to produce fruit. God's ultimate goal is to produce fruit. You might be asking, why is this happening in my life? One answer that fits all of them is God wants to produce some fruit through this. And everything that God does, he's committed to that. So Peter said, if you, if you put these things and they abound in your life, you won't be barren. You won't be unfruitful. So today I want us to quickly look at formula for fruit. And, and we're kind of, in, in a sense, generalizing what Peter said here, but Formula for bearing fruit in our own life. Number one, there must be death to self. In John chapter 12 and verse 24, he said, Except a grain of wheat die, it abides alone. Except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and be covered over, And completely forgotten about, it abides alone. We live in a society that worships the grain of wheat, that worships the seed. And until we, we worship ourselves, our society encourages that, until we die to self, Every kernel of corn that has been planted in the state of Iowa in the last few weeks, that kernel of corn is not preserving itself. It dies, and in its death it produces life. When we preserve ourselves, we are preserving a kernel of corn, a a kernel of, of wheat, if you please, And all that we will ever have then is that one kernel. And spiritually speaking, we must die to self. If if it's all about us, there will be no fruit. He said, except it die, it, it abides alone. It is a death that is an initial event. When you come to know Christ as Savior, what you're saying is, it's no longer me that's going to run my life. I'm giving control of my life to Jesus Christ. And it is an initial event, but it is a daily moment-by-moment event. If you let self crawl back on the throne of your life, you are cutting off the fruit that God wants to produce. And, and there must be a death to self. Secondly, there must be the Word of God. There must be nourishment. 
in John chapter 15, and we alluded to it a minute ago, but in John chapter 15, he says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, in the whole passage, he said, you will bear forth fruit. And as a believer, I may be a genuine believer, but if if my exposure to the Word of God is limited, I am not going to produce fruit. For example, you take a fruit tree. The key to bearing fruit for a fruit tree is water. And a tree has its priorities with water. If there is a shortage of water, the first thing to go will be the production of fruit. It won't produce fruit. It it is trying to sustain growth. And and so it it says we need to we need to to grow we're not we're not getting enough nourishment here to produce fruit we're just going to produce growth if there is extreme danger shortage of water it says we're not going to produce fruit we're not going to produce growth we are just trying to stay alive we we just need to maintain life so that Maybe next year there'll be water and and we'll be able to produce growth and produce fruit. The same is true spiritually. We need the water of the Word, as he tells us, to sustain life, to produce growth, and to produce food. And in our lives, if our exposure, I'm not talking about hearing it in preaching, I'm talking about personally, our exposure to the Word of God is limited, we're not going to have fruit in our life. We're, we're not going to see God produce the things, we may want those things, but it's not going to be in our life because we haven't been getting the nourishment that we need. I don't care how bad you want fruit. I don't care how much you pray about fruit. If you are not a student of the Word of God, you will be lacking in fruit. And this is, this is just God's economy. This is the way God made it. He said, blessed is the man that delights in his word and meditates therein day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. What was the key? He meditates in his word day and night. He delights in the law of God. So, death to self, the word of God, nourishment in our life, and then the spirit of God. It's not that we can take the Word of God and in our own effort and in our own strength, number one, even understand the Word, but number two, to have the power to do the Word of God. The Spirit of God was given to guide us into truth. And we have too many Christians trying to live the Christian life 
by the power of the flesh. And God said in Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6, it is not by our might, it is not by our power, it is by my spirit, saith the Lord. The fruit of the Spirit. Do you understand what it is? It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of a determined life. It's not the fruit of a disciplined life. It's the fruit that the Spirit of God produces in our life. And it's, and it's understanding as I read the Word, the Spirit of God will convict me. So it's the Word of God ministered by the Spirit of God that convicts me and empowers me. And fourthly, and and very, very important, is obedience. It doesn't do me any good to read the Bible, have the Spirit of God convict me, if I do not obey the Word of God. All the knowledge that we get of the Bible, all the knowledge we get of God, ends up being wasted if it isn't put into our life, if it isn't put into obedience. It's interesting. The word that Peter used here for barren means to be inactive, unemployed, lazy, useless, idle, slow, barren, it's translated. So, All this truth that we get exposed to, if it isn't employed in our life, if it doesn't become a part of our life, if it doesn't change our life, if it doesn't affect our life, there won't be any fruit. It will will be unfruitful. And of these, death to self, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and obedience... Missing one element will make us unfruitful. If you don't get the Word in your life, the Spirit doesn't have the tools to work in your life. If you get the Word in your life, but you're not dependent on the Spirit, the Word has no life. It it doesn't come to life. it's, It's just a dead book, which it is to many people. If you have no obedience. You nullify, and think of this. This is, you nullify the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Think of that. My lack of obedience nullifies the Word of God, and there's all power in the Word. And it nullifies the Spirit of God. It makes it ineffective. He has all this great power, but the power isn't, isn't getting to the ground, so to speak. All this great power, you may have a vehicle with all this power, but if it isn't transferred to the wheels, it's not of any use. And and my lack of obedience makes the Word of God in my life and the Spirit of God in my life of no effect. See, the problem is is not that we need to focus on fruit more. We need to focus on God more and on His Word and obeying His Spirit in our own personal lives. You may be here today and there's such a battle that goes on in our personal lives and you may be thinking, well, I'm just not going to be able to produce fruit because of some things that happened in my life. 
regardless of your past, God expects fruit. Look at Moses' past. Look at Rahab's past. Look at Paul's past. That's why God came to transform us and make us new. You might say, well, well, I, I'm not very talented. I, I just don't have a lot of talent, so don't go expecting a lot of fruit from me. God says that it's not our talents that produce the fruits. It's he that produces the fruits. And he said in 1 Corinthians, he chose the simple and the base and the weak to confound the strong so that the power may be of him. Don't don't exercise your weakness as an excuse to not bear fruit. Moses said, I, I am a, a stammering, stuttering man. I cannot lead the people and, and I can't do this. And God says, no, you go and I will be with your mouth. And God produced fruit. Don't say, well, my age. I mean, I, I, I'm just on the, on the downward side of life, so to speak. I'm not able to do all that I used to do. Psalm 92 verse 14 says, They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be f- fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock And there is no unrighteousness in him. As long as we have breath, we can produce fruit. It may be different than we did in different seasons of our life. The fruit may be totally different. It may not be something physically active. But God, it's submitting yourself to God and saying, God, I want you to produce fruit in my life. I want to be fruitful. You might say, you don't know my circumstances. You don't know what I'm living with. You don't know what I'm, I'm experiencing right now in my life. In Revelation chapter 2, he, he commended a church. He said, I, I know where you live. You live where Satan's seat is. But he still expected God wants to produce fruit in our lives. He's desirous of that. And every one of us need to step back and ask ourselves, what is there that is in my life that God is producing? What is there that is an evidence of fruit or is my life unfruitful? And if we say, God, I want to look at my life, okay, are you willing to die to self? What can you do to get more of God's Word into your life? Are you depending on the Spirit of God? And what is it that God has already told you that, that you need to obey? This morning in the parenting class, we, we said there's two basic things that parents need to teach, to listen and obey. Those are the two basic things that parents need to teach. Those are the two basic things that every believer needs to get in their own personal lives, in our lives, to listen to God and obey Him. And if you're here today and you say, I, I want to be fruitful. I mean, I can't think of anything more embarrassing than to stand before God and, and to have no fruit to give. I mean, 
we're going to still keep, if we need to, watering the peach trees and everything. But those peach trees are, they're not on my A1 list right now this year. You know what I'm saying? But can you imagine receiving all this from God and having no fruit to give to him? This ought to be a a desire. God, I want to walk worthy of you, and I want to know you. And as I commit myself to know you and your word and walk in your spirit in obedience to you, I know you'll take care of the fruit. And he will. Peter said, I do not want you to be barren and unfruitful. I want you to be abounding. And John said the same thing. And Jesus said the same thing. So I ask today, where's the fruit? Heavenly Father, I pray today that you would help us to examine in our personal lives what it is that's hindering us from producing fruit from producing more fruit, from producing much fruit. And Lord, I pray that there would be changes made. Lord, I pray that as a result of our time here today, that there'd be people that would be rearranging their schedule so that they could give themselves to more time in your word. Lord, I pray that there would be individuals that would say, you know, I've been trying to do this on my own, and they would have a renewed dependence on you and your spirit to do the work. Lord, I pray that there would be decisions made that say, you know what, I know this is what God wants me to do. I've been delaying in doing it. I've been hindering in doing it. I, I, I am going to obey what God wants me to do. And, Lord, I know that as we take steps of obedience that you will produce fruit. May we not be ashamed when we stand before you. And, Lord, I pray if there are individuals here today that, that do not know that they are a child of you, that they've never come to the point where they said, I'm done running my own life, I, I cannot run it, I call upon Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray today that they would do that. So, Lord, work your work in our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together with.